Well, I did the first five groups yesterday and figured, you know what, let's try to do this second five groups today. So, um, yeah, we'll start off with the Evans group. Uh, Salt Lake City got a big win over, um, over Hershey. Huntington Beach also got a big win. Um, so both those teams, they seem like they're on a collision course for each other. And, you know, they're going to play tomorrow or Friday and big game. You know, the winner of that game goes to the PNTT playoff is the, uh, is the group winner. Uh, Salt Lake City's only lost one game. So in that game, they beat their rival, his dad, um, he put Jonathan Crowley, I think, was this his first time Jonathan Crowley, or I guess it's the second game in a row Jonathan Crowley played uh, shooting guard. So a little bit of change up there for uh, Coach Bill's fan. Went 7 for 17. David Morgan had a big game, 9 for 13. So and then you look at uh, Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach got a win over uh, Carnegie. That's a big win. They won by four points. Uh, close game. They just shot a lot better. Uh, Carnegie had 21 more shots, but uh, Huntington Beach had 14 more free throws, and they made 13 of those. They did have 19 turnovers. Carnegie only had nine. So it looks like a game Carnegie should have won, but uh, they didn't just because the defense of Huntington Beach really came through, holding the other team to 39% from the field. So that's big time. I love this. William Canoe up against Jonathan Crowley. Um, it, you know, it, that's a lot to ask for a freshman, but that freshman's been playing pretty well so far up to this point, scoring 17.2 points per game. I expect him to have a good game. Um, it, I like the defense of this team. I'm interested to see what happens, how it plays out. Uh, Huntington Beach has a good shot, and even if they lose, I think they have a good – I mean, they obviously – the loser of this game – has a really good shot of making the PNTT playoff at four and two, uh, as long as there's not a blowout. Next group, we got the Amos group. So we just talked about Carnegie. They dropped a close one to Huntington Beach uh, to go to three and two. So them and Manassas are both three and two. Yakima and Tacoma are both two and three. So uh, Carnegie um, and Manassas play. So the winner of that gets to go to the PNTT playoff uh, as in a large bid. The loser probably goes home at 3-3. Three and three. So looking at this matchup, Carnegie's always got a really talented squad. Uh, coach really gets his guys up, and uh, he's playing two freshmen and Nicholas Jones and Preston Haas this year. And they're doing pretty well, but, you know, there's – you know, this is a talented team. You got the two seniors, Joseph Hill and Jesus Butler, and uh, David Milton, the three seniors, I guess. So those guys, and then Manassas, they lost a little bit from last year. Um, they're really relying on their juniors and their seniors. Uh, they lost, like, Cameron James from last year. So they did return four starters, and then they put Reed uh, Kendall in the starting lineup uh, from the bench. So... Uh, should be an interesting game. Uh, yeah, Manassas has been shooting 47% from the – 0.5% from the field, 55% true shooting, 78, 9.2 points per game. 
And Nathan Martin has really stepped up for them. He's always big, but he's been playing really big this um, tournament. 17.6 points on 64.8% true shooting, 5.8 assists, 1.6 turnovers, and 2.2 steals. So he's a big-time player, and big-time players make big-time plays. Daniel Rice has been playing really good, shooting 70.1% true shooting, 9 rebounds, 3.6 assists, decent blocks. and uh, So that, that should be a fun game. Excited to see how they play out. Um, yeah, it should, it, it should be interesting. And if Manassas can shut them down, we will see. The other two, Yakima, um, they got their freshman, Cor- Corbin Montgomery, scoring 19, or he's scoring 13 points per game. Pretty efficient shooting. And he, they're a little undersized. Uh, he's not playing guys like Joshua Spite or anything like that, but. He's, he's got some size, he's got some talent, and, uh, you know, they had a good run, but just kind of the way the tournament kind of broke, they don't really have a chance even if they beat Tacoma. So that's tough for them, but it should be a good game between Manassas and Carnegie. The other team, Tacoma, uh, they're, they're two and three as well. They got a big win over San Antonio by four today. Uh, Nathan Crowley got into some foul trouble, which kind of doomed San Antonio. Tacoma really was um, led by Alexander Poole, who went 11 for 15, 22 points. Connor Miller had 13 points off the bench, so big game for them. Next group, you have the Hudson group. Um, and right now what it looks like is this uh, Flagstaff-Huntsville game will go for whoever wins, gets to go to the PNTT playoff. The loser um, has to hope they have a high enough point differential if uh, – yeah, if, if basically if Huntsville loses, I don't think they have a shot just because of point differential. If Flagstaff loses, they might have a shot. Um, should, be, should be a good game. Flagstaff lost that first game to Nashville, but since then they've won and they've beat some really solid teams. They beat Montpelier by 8, Yakima by 8, uh, Fremont by 22, and then they just beat Ann Arbor by 9. Um yeah, they beat Ann Arbor by nine today. They they switched to zone and they've been playing really well since they switched to zone. So that's interesting. Uh, Brandon Fairley he uh, he only played sixteen minutes. He got a little foul trouble today, but you know he did really well when he was called upon. And Samuel Lane stepped in. And he went eight for ten for twenty points. So big time game there for Samuel Lane. You gotta love that. You got Brian Town and. Uh, yeah, uh, they 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 look really solid, but Huntsville is. I mean, these are two of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, Huntsville, they lost that one game to Carnegie, but they beat Montpelier in overtime. They beat Nashville. They beat Jefferson City, and today they beat Lubbock by seven in a rivalry game. You know, anything can happen. Stephen Waddell went eleven for twenty, seven for nine from the free throw line for twenty nine points. You gotta love to see that, and they just played really well. Held the other team to forty three point one percent. This team loves to play defense, and they do a really good job at it. So I like how they play. I expect this to be a really low scoring game. Both teams really um, playing good defense and trying to shut the other down. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I, I mean, I like this matchup a lot. I think uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I, I think I give the edge to Flagstaff. I think 
they're really talented and they, they have a lot of senior two seniors in their starting lineup, but you know, this could go either way. Um, yeah, it's really how good of defense does Brandon Fairley play and how much can he step up in that department? Because if he can, that's that's going to be huge um, for Flagstaff uh, winning this group. Uh, Mount Peeler has an outside chance. They're 3-2 and two with a decent uh, point differential. They have 15, plus 15. If they beat us by, you know, double digits, they're up to 25 plus. Um, you win by 15, 20, you're up to like... Uh, 35, and you got a pretty good chance of making the PNTT playoffs. So um, that's looking good. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 the Hudson group. In the Moss group, uh, this one is really interesting. So um, we got Reno. You got one team, Laredo, 0-5. They have just they it, things have not bounced right for them this year. They've had they've had their struggles, and uh, they haven't been able to put together what what they yeah, really what they were hoping for. Um, last year, they were one of the best teams. I think they were undefeated going into the NTT. And just it it didn't it didn't come together for them. So um, Coach Wyme still has a really good team. Um, he's got some talent. He's just got to figure it out. And that's one of the reasons you enter the PNTT, so that you can figure it out here. They put they put up a good effort. I mean, the last couple. I mean, every game's been close for them. Every game within single digits. They lose by five to Albuquerque. Lose by nine to Aberdeen. Lose by four to New York City, who's playing really really well. Salt Lake City they lose by five, and then today they lose by nine to Charlotte. They're keeping the score low, but the, this is going to really help them come um, NTT time. They got Reno next. Coach JS Cheese and. This 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 tournament this uh, bracket is going to come down to point differential. Reno has the best point differential. They have twenty two. They get a solid win, um, then you know they're in. I think. But Albuquerque and Aberdeen they play each other, uh, and I I think it's really interesting. Reno uh, had a chance. So Reno got a big win. They won by twenty three today versus uh, Yuma. So that really propelled them to a high point differential. Um, Albuquerque, they beat Plainview by nine. They took care of business. Aberdeen lost by 12 to Wooster. So that was, I mean, Wooster's one of those schools that it's like, well, they were part of the lower bracket. You, you weren't expecting them to be that tough of a matchup, but they have a good team this year. So that really hurts them because Aberdeen had a chance to, like, control their own destiny, and now they don't. They got Albuquerque. They got beaten by a lot. I mean, the point differential they got to meet. The point differential they have to make up is uh, 25. So basically they're hoping for Reno to lose. But if Reno loses and Aberdeen wins, they're in, I think. I think Reno, if they win, they're in. It's going to be really hard. Albuquerque has to make up 10 points. So if Reno wins a close game and Albuquerque blows out Aberdeen, uh, I think they got a chance, but yeah. So that's kind of what's going on there. The Alonso group, uh, yeah, you got Wooster who's five and zero, and then you got a couple teams that are three and two. So really, it doesn't matter. Wooster has made the PNTT. They've locked up their bid. They're feeling good. They're dancing. Um, Coach Statwolf is very, very excited about this. Uh, 
especially after this win over one of the upper group teams uh, today, where Joaquin Erickson had 18 rebounds, nine offensive rebounds, uh, nine defensive rebounds. So good stuff there. Hey, Coach, how you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Did you only max three this year? Sorry, did I only do what? Max three this year? Oh, yeah, I always max three. I'm always a max always three person. Yeah, always, always. And on, and I usually drop at least one of them. Not at least. I usually really? drop one. Yeah, so I usually end up with two maxes. Uh, like, and then you get a couple guys up to 40s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is not how I did it when I, when I started in this league. I was more like spread a ton of guys into the high 20s, but then that was not working. So, yeah, now it's like I'll just pick three or four net guys and move them into the high 40s. Um, there was yeah. that year four seasons ago when you got uh, Luke Bennett there. I had, I don't know, something like 44 or something and was really mad at myself that I didn't go all the way to 49 because, you know, yeah. within 12 and had the preferences advantage. But either maybe you wouldn't have stayed on if I had 49 or you would have had more of a disadvantage. Yeah. Now. So, yeah, I was kicking myself for that one. Yeah, he's been all right, you know, for me. So, um, is I mean, how do you how do you stand on him versus Watkins these days? I don't know. He's always been like a little more productive than Watkins, but Watkins has better ratings. So, right. It's like it's a little frustrating. But I've been playing them both because sometimes Wat <laughs> Watkins is fair athlete, right? So I guess that's like the only knock he, on him. Uh, they both bumped. Oh so, wow! Okay. Yeah, I practice athleticism. Well, yeah, sure. I just switched off because I had a bunch of bumps in athleticism. I'm like. Not gonna keep practicing this if I already have like four bumps in athleticism. <laughs> right. Uh, right. But yeah, so Bennett's uh good, 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 poor, good, excellent. And then Watkins is excellent, excellent, good, fair, good, good. Okay. Yeah. Both sound great. I mean, yeah, arguably they've what well, there's six two. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the that's the hard. And they're, I feel like, Watkins is definitely underperformed. Like I would, I would have hoped he would do better, but he just kind of is what he is at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. I think both of us thought he could be like a real superstar. Um, yeah, some guys just no can't story. handle a big scoring, and it's just like, well, can't do much about that. Yeah, <laughs> like if you don't have a gut, right? Yeah. Good. If you don't have a guy that you can trust at nine, it's like, well, then it's like, okay, you're fine, but I don't know. Those guys that sure. can handle a big scoring load and be efficient, they're like really rare, but they're, yeah. Yeah, yeah certainly. So. Great, great to find. Um, I mean, but Watkins, I'm seeing here, had two steals per 30 minutes last season. Oh, so, yeah. You know, and 20 points. He's a good defender. Yeah. He, he gets yeah. a little foul trouble. I don't know. I mean, I have a guy. I have a guy that's six seven, and he's uh, Carter Gore. He's yeah. six seven. He's rated good, excellent, good, good, poor, excellent. And it's like, man, you can't like. He's okay defensively, and I don't know. He's. I never. I don't know. He. I just wish he was. It's like, I feel like you're underperforming too. <laughs> so, sure. Yeah. Now, I remember you had really high hopes for him. 
Um, yeah, but I don't know. It looks to me like your whole team could be much better if you. And this is easy to say about any team, but if you just had like one like real center, you know, that you really trusted to play there, then yeah. all these other guys would probably slot in really nicely. Yeah, center is like the hardest position to get. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially in Lake Thirty One. Hopefully, uh, Tucker commits. That'd be awesome. But oh yeah, where <laughs> where, where is he from again? Which uh, which region? Nashville. Nashville. Oh, he's oh, from wow. my hometown. So he's watched you guys yeah. his whole life. Oh yeah, yeah he grown up fan. <laughs> he he looks, he's he looks like, pretty pretty darn good. Oh man. I think he's the best player in the class, but I mean, statistically, I can understand the argument for sure. I didn't even look at big guys at all this year. Like, I just didn't look at anybody over six, seven. So I never saw him. Yeah, he wasn't a guy I was going to pass up. He's like Nashville, and only one other team from my conference went for him. So that was, yeah, I guess the fair plus local kind of spread that around a little. Um, and the, I mean, the E impact might work out. Like you guys have good classes, but you know, like we were just saying, no stud big guy. So hopefully, he'll he probably can make up. an impact anywhere. Like, yeah, true, true. I know it. I know it matters a little bit, but at his skill level, it's like I don't know. I don't think I'll have. The, I mean, I'm guessing he's like a six, six, seven, seven. Yeah, like yeah, that sounds right to me. Undefeated, undefeated yeah. high school too. Cool. Well, yeah, yeah I, I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, and then I have two unlisted guys, so I feel, or yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I probably would drop one. I'll probably drop one if, uh, I'll probably drop one if one of them tanks in scoring or like someone. Like I got the six-two guy. That's a power forward. Oh yeah. So yeah, we ta- we texted about him a little bit. Sure. No, I know him. I thought about going for him. Uh, I mean, like I said, he's like a natural Watkins replacement. Although I guess he's not as good of a defender, but you know, better scorer. He's, he's that guy you're talking scorer. about who can hand- handle yeah. the volume. Yeah. Yeah, that's the. And then sometimes they handle the volume in high school and don't do it in college. Like that is true. Fortin's a pretty good scorer in high school. Hose was a good scorer in high school. Like, yeah. And they're just like. Like I and I don't know, maybe I just need a good point guard that can like get it to him. I've tried like everything else. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, it looks game. like looks like Spry is doing a nice job distributing, even if he's not playing point guard. So yeah, know. that's kind of the lineup I'm going with. I'm, it's weird. I'm going with a guy that my starting power forward is gonna be holding this game. I mm, I think okay. that lineup plays best together. Got it. And that lineup and a Holon is. 6'11", good, 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 fair, poor, poor. I remember he had an athleticism problem. I remember that. But if he plays better, I'll try him, you know. Like, yeah, and sure. He's taller, so he's going to play right. power forward. And Hope Fortin's going to play center this game. Got it. See how that goes. Anyway. Well, you want to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Wait, which one are you thinking about dropping, Becker? Um, I mean, and I, Eddie or that out. I like so I'm on two guys that I think they're eight and nineteen right now. I know they were eight and twenty one when it first Becker started. Becker and Kennedy. Yes, yeah, and then uh, my third guy is unlisted. So basically, I have to decide whether to stick out and you know go all the way on an unlisted guy who you know could be a clear lead at sixty six or or maybe drop him earlier and hoping get a clear lead in the forties. Um, 
and then or whether I, I mean I like both of the guys who are in the top 20 I think they're you know really good so I might be willing to stay on both of them and you know either drop off the the unlisted guy or just kind of stick with him for another week and then maybe leave him at 49 I don't know Sometimes I'll max I'll max three with the idea that one of them is essentially like a net guy who's I'm just p- pushing yeah, all the way up yeah. to sixty six, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I was talking uh, to Sam, and he had a yeah. one one on Crowley with you. I remember, uh-huh. yeah, and I saw, I saw he posted Crowley sucks. I understood where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's, we were both very fortunate to be in a one one tie in this guy. I'm glad. Was he just him. low stats? Or he like improved a lot. He was e scouted at excellence, excellent shot, and fair defense, just like straight up fair. So there was no fair plus. Nobody could really hope on that. And he is fair defense. Uh, and yes, he had like sixteen points a game probably at max time. But he was e scouted at e shot, and he was six eight center and good athlete. So and, yeah. and he's smart. So you know it was easy to see he was going to be able to score. It's just you know I guess he didn't stack stick out because he had lower points, and then the fair defense was enough to. But I can't say I expected him to only be a one-one. Yeah, Sam's good at getting like those guys that are under recruited. Like he posts early, and like I don't know why, like no one joins him. Yeah, no, he is. I agree, and especially that like type of player—not necessarily a twenty-five points a game guy, but that like six, seven, six, eight guy. It seems like he's always bringing in good players like that. Yeah, he. I was like, range. "Oh, are all your guys unlisted?" He's like, "Oh, one of them's listed, but they're all role <laughs> players." And I'm like. No way. Like, one of the... I usually avoid ties with Sam because we're, like, personal friends and, like, mm-hmm. eh, I want us both to do well. So, like, he avoids with me, I avoid with him. Right. And, like, it's like, if we can both succeed, I want that, you know? Yeah, but, sure. But that's not always possible, so... Anyway, um, let's get into podcast. Sound good? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome in. We're here with Coach Bills, um, one eight seven of the Salt Lake City Denizens. So, Coach, you become like a mainstay on this podcast, huh? I guess so. Feels great. Um, I hope we can come back here to this uh, this spot every season. Yeah. So this is back to back. No one's ever won back to back PNTTs. It's really hard to do, obviously. You have the chance to become the first one to do that and you have the chance to become um the first team with three pntt titles so that'd be pretty incredible um (laughs) yeah just tell me about your team what's um i feel like you were good last year and i feel like you've taken a step up this year um that's sort of what we're trying to figure out i mean we lost a couple senior starters uh playing shooting Mm -hmm. guard and small forward for us last year so it's definitely been a little bit of a process early in this year to figure out what we have and who is going to slot in for those guys uh you know everybody knows or people who would pay attention know we have this guy jonathan crowley who's a you know superstar third team all league in both of his first two seasons so he's still there uh we have Mm -hmm. a big guy uh who's a mainstay at center and david morgan he was going to be there and we have a senior point guard in Colby Wainer. So all three of those yeah. guys were going to stay in the starting lineup, and they were our three best players last year. So, you know, I'm not surprised that well, we're, we're still pretty good like we were last year. Um, but I, I can't tell if we're, if we're actually better than last season because the two guys that we lost, uh, Hernandez and Mason, were both able to score a little bit and both very strong defensively. So 
Um, you know, it's, we've been trying to figure out how to replace, you know, sort of piecemeal what they were able to do. So, um, you know, uh, candidly, we lost a couple of scrimmages earlier in the season, including to our upcoming opponent, Worcester. Uh, they beat us twice and we did not beat them. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, Vegas should have us as the underdog in this game, but hopefully we've done some tinkering since and we'll be in a position to play a little better. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to talk to you about your lineup because, you know, I, I mean, I like it. You're putting Wrightsell in there. It's trying him. You've tried, um, obviously, Jaden Mills. He's been kind of a mainstay. Lewis Hunt, you've tried a little bit starting. Uh, and, yeah, you're just trying to figure out, okay, who are the guys that complement Crowley and uh, Morgan are the best? And, honestly, Crowley hasn't had an amazing PNTT by any stretch. You've actually been carried a lot, at least efficiency-wise, by uh, Morgan and Weiner. Um, do you feel like they're really coming into their own as Weiner is a senior point guard and uh, Morgan is a sophomore, second year in? He's got his legs under him. He's shooting crazy. He's shooting 56% uh, from the field, 59 true shooting, uh, 13 points. Yeah, Morgan is a guy who came in good shot, and I was surprised. I mean, he, he was a tie. He was a 4-4 tie. Uh, so we were very, very fortunate to get him, and I knew he was going to be a great center. But I did not expect him to be good shot, and I didn't really treat him that way last season because we had enough scoring otherwise. If you look at his numbers from last year, he really didn't get very many opportunities to shoot. And I always knew that he was going to have to take more shots this year because I just didn't have scores coming in to replace the guys we lost. But I certainly ha- did not expect him to be as efficient as he's been thus far. So that's been a really pleasant surprise. Um, Wayner is a guy who I you know, really loved as a freshman, had a very, very nice freshman season for us, and has been a little bit up and down since. Uh, he collects a lot of assists, and you know his points and assist totals are sort of an impressive combination. Um, not as strong defensively, but his efficiency you know, wanes at times, uh, to, to use a pun. Uh, and again, in some of our scrimmages earlier this season, uh, he really wasn't as great. So it's it's been great to see him performing better in the PNTT. And I think he will certainly be an important cog for us um, if we can you know, manage to compete with and, and hopefully beat this Worcester team. Yeah, so speaking of Worcester, um, you know, they, they got really solid teams. So they returned pretty much all their players except uh, one. Um, well, all their starters anyway, except for Nathan Alonzo. Nathan Alonso was a big part, but, you know, return Robbie Edison and Michael Malarkey. That's always a good start. And then they add, like, maybe one of the prizes of the uh, recruiting class last year was Joaquin Erickson. Seven foot two, um, can do it all. And he's been, he's been playing great. Uh, he's, he's really tough. He had a, tri- he had a triple double in round one of the PNTT. They were in the lower bracket, so it's kind of hard to get too big of a read on them. But they just dominated that. And then you look at what they've done in the first three rounds of the PNTT, and it's just been really impressive, um, starting by beating Flagstaff, one of the best teams in the whole league for sure. And they go on beat Aberdeen and then knock off a tough uh, Montpelier team. Montpelier was up most of the game, but uh, Coach uh, Russek said around the last five minutes they kind of uh, – surrendered the lead and couldn't get it back. So what what do you think it's going to take to beat a team like this? Yeah, it's really interesting to take a look at Worcester. You know, I mean, they were 13 and 11 last season in the, P- in the PTT. 
you know, haven't had an NTT appearance in some time. I think, you know, sort of famously, they were coached by Wise Guy, Wise Guy for a while. And he was frustrated with not being able to win ties for them. And then, you know, Statwolf has come in and done an awesome job in sort of resurrecting yeah. this program. But as you said, bringing in Erickson this year and Alexander Jackson as well, who's starting, uh, you know, has sort of pushed them to a whole new level. Um, and I think, you know, I imagine they came out of nowhere for some people in this tournament. As you mentioned, they were sort of in the lower bracket and uh, maybe not expected to get as far as they did. But for me, I was seeing them on the other side of this bracket and fearing them because they did beat us in two scrimmages um, by eight and 14, just to give everybody a little bit more information. You know, it wasn't like these were one point games. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think a guy like Erickson can change your entire team. Um, I mean, we were talking before the podcast about how your team is, is really strong, has a lot of good pieces, but maybe could use that, that piece in the middle, right, to kind of round it out. Um, yeah. We all could if we can get it. And, and he got it. So, um, I mean, Erickson, I'm just looking at the regular season three games, you know, 16.1 rebounds per 30 minutes, 4.3 mm -hmm. blocks. And, uh, you know, as you said, had that triple-double as well. So, I mean, I, last season in the PNTT final, we played a Reno team that was great and later by the way got revenge on us in the second round of the ntt uh a little tournament that's at the end of the season that you know people don't care about as much as the pntt uh yeah. but point being they had a 7-1 beast in the middle as well and i was worried about how you know crowley who often plays inside uh, was going to be able to score against him and you know we barely scratched out a three-point win so here we are one season later with a very similar challenge yeah for sure yeah, I think, you know, that, you know, you like to move around Crowley. I'm sure you'd love to um, share where he's going to be playing this game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, what, what happens between him and Malarkey and Edison? I mean, Edison and Wiener, that's that's a fun matchup. Both are really solid players. You got Morgan and Erickson. That's, I mean, you know, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I would guess that he would have the advantage there. Most people don't have a defender like Erickson at center, and sometimes it's easier to get a few points down there with a guy like um, Morgan. So it should be interesting to see how it goes. But really, it's like, okay, both both teams' best scorer is uh, Malarkey and Crowley. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, how, how much you can, uh, how much Crowley rises to the occasion. I, I would expect that's where the game comes down to, the, that matchup, even if they don't play man-to-man. -man. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, the two centers as well also will make a big difference, as you already suggested. I mean, I'm looking back at the two scrimmages now that we played. It's interesting. In the in one game, I, you know, I won't talk about where Crowley played, but, of course, my opponent can just see that. I mean, in one game, he was 9 for 29. Uh, so no yeah. surprise that we lost that game. But I think what's maybe more discouraging is in the other game, he had 34 points on 14 for 25 shooting, and we still fell by eight points. So, um, it's, yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll really be a challenge. I mean, you know, we moved things around. Uh, we had two different lineups in, in those games and a third different lineup in the semifinal win that we just had earlier today. So, I, you know, I don't mean to suggest that we don't have a shot. I think, I think we've been playing really well lately, and, um, you know, we'll get a, give it everything we have. But it's just interesting to see this Worcester team shoot up from where it was to be, you know, um, one of the two best teams in the PNTT. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it, it's been interesting, especially because Crowley played so much at power Fort last year. I feel like he's shot a lot better um, playing the small forward and the shooting guard spot. 
definitely in the regular season. And then he's even taken a little more step up in the PNGT playoffs. He's been a lot more efficient, whereas some of the other games, he's in the mid-40s, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he can be kind of all over the place. I mean, I, I tend to think it's easier for guys to score uh, in that shooting guard or small forward position. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, he's also an excellent rebounder and plays that way. It's not just an attribute. Yeah. I mean, he had... 10.8 rebounds per 30 minutes last season at power forward, mm-hmm. uh, 11, 11.8 per game and two and a half blocks a game as well. So, um, you know, you lose something by taking him away from the interior for sure. All right. I need to ask one more question. What's the trophy up to? Um, where are you keeping it? How's it holding up? Uh, and is it getting comfortable hoping for a, a big win? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say one of the many reasons that I want to win this game is to you know save on the postage for having to send this trophy back out somewhere else. <laughs> I, I, I've got to keep it. Now we've we've got it right uh, right on a bookshelf right in the main room uh, where yep. I live. You know, as okay. soon as soon as you walk in, you can see it. It's right there. Can't miss it. So have you had any comments from like guests or anything or? I guess you're in well, California. You're no guests are allowed, are they? <laughs> yeah, don't 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 get a lot of guests these days, unfortunately, uh, due to the state of the world. Uh, but certainly, you know, it's very helpful for recruiting sim visits. You know, if we if yeah. we get players to take a look, you know, I mean that that can really make a difference to see. You know, it's one thing to see it, you know, on TV, maybe around paper, this team won, but to actually yeah. see that trophy and think, you know, you could be a part of that, uh, it's a pretty yeah. good selling point. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, good luck, Coach. Best of luck to you. I think you have a great chance, and uh, you got a great team. So I'm excited to see how this plays out. Thank you. Yeah, me too. We'll do our best. Cool. Well, thanks, Sam. Thanks for yeah, jumping sure. on. Definitely, um, definitely. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, let me know who you end up going for in your net so I don't waste points on them too. <laughs> <laughs> I always I try and communicate with as many people because it's like, well, I can share information like that. Like, yeah, I know. I, I always feel kind of squeamish about that. I don't know. I feel like there's something. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just me personally. I don't know the way I okay. play it. I mean, I feel like maxes are a little different. Like, okay, you know, yeah. everybody can kind of see who everybody else is maxing, and it's all going to be public knowledge anyway. But I feel weird, yeah. just like like, oh yeah, here's what I'm going to do with my net, especially if it ends up being sort of limited you know, limited distribution information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't feel like uh, you have to. I, no, I, no, no. I like uh, to ask but, people just to. Yeah, I get it. I get it. No, I'm just saying. Oh, I was going to say also that Boise team, I think we really dodged a bullet by avoiding them. Uh, no, dis- yeah. and I know, I know we're not on the podcast. I'm just letting you know. I mean, no disrespect to Huntington Beach, but we happen. It seems like we match up pretty well against them. As he said, we beat, we beat them pretty easily. Uh, in the actual game, and then not quite as easily in the scrimmage. But Boise is another team that beat us twice in scrimmages, and we didn't beat them. So I was mm. was thankful to avoid them. Yeah, I we split with uh, Wooster when we scrimmaged him. Oh, okay. All right. That's encouraging to know they can be beaten by somebody. Because I haven't seen them lose. They've won all six of their games I can see in all their you know, <laughs> PNTT playoff games and the two scrimmages against us. So, okay. So the game we lost. The game we lost. We shot really well. We shot fifty-eight percent from the field. Wow! Uh, they had they killed us on the boards. Fourteen offensive rebounds to four, and we got to the line a lot. Twenty-eight times that game. And then the that game guy, we won. Dakota Gray is pretty good too, actually. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the game we won. 
neither of us shot well. <laughs> like, like we we ran fast zone, and uh, my center actually Fortin scored twenty two points, eight for fourteen. Carter Gore played shooting guard, went eight for nineteen. Uh, we won eighty to seventy one. We got to the line 21, 23 times, and they got to the line four. So, did anybody uh, on their on their side have foul trouble? Like, it was one of their starters limited minutes or anything? Um, Eric's only played twenty five. Okay, and he was he was plus three in that twenty five, and Jaffe was negative uh, twelve. Got it. Okay, yeah, that um, helps. I think. And also, Michael Malarkey was minus twenty. Really? I don't know why. Wow. That's that's really low. Against yeah, the zone, yeah. which you would think he would tear up. Yeah. Um Alexander Jackson was playing behind him in that game. Um and he was plus eleven. Okay, got it. But he my my small forward didn't do amazing. That was surprise. He went three for twelve. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. He went plus plus eleven. So, who knows? Yeah, I can send you a picture of it if you want. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Might as well take whatever scouting information we can get. Yeah, I'm seeing here now. I mentioned Dakota Gray. That's because he was starting in the scrimmages against me. But he looks like he's not actually starting in their games. That guy Jackson is starting. So, a little different. But okay. Yeah. Send it to you. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, your dad's still liking the game a lot. You know, or... he's really had a tougher time lately. <laughs> his his team is struggling. Uh, what does he, he do he... with his? Does he do the same recruiting strategy as you? No, he's always been like a max four. Um, and... No net. No, no, he'll do a net. I mean, you know, okay. he had a lot of success in the previous version of the game. Actually, yeah. Like in... In League 8, he won a couple NTTs. I think he won a League 15 NTT, actually. Um, I never I played in League 15 way before he did and then left after yeah. a couple seasons because I like just having the one team. But he had, like, three teams. Does he have studs? Does he uh, have studs? Or... You mean in terms of who he maxes? Yeah. So he's been trying to avoid huge ties and just will always, you know, he'll, like, double-cross himself. You know, where you're like, oh, this guy is going to be a big tie. I'll drop him for this other guy and then the guy you choose yeah. instead is a bigger tie it seems like every season he has that situation uh so he's getting really frustrated. i just think the biggest i think the studs are probably the best values yeah that's kind of how i feel i mean i don't know i i just i don't like to second guess it you know it's like if i think this guy's the best player i might as well go for him if he's a big tie then he's worth it because he's good and maybe he won't be, you know, uh, whereas if you go for the guy who's like, oh, this guy's a little worse and he won't be recruited as highly, then, you know, he'll end up yeah. being a huge tie and it's just a waste. I mean, you never know, but it's like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not going to get a guy that sucks. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to try yeah. my best to find guys that are under the radar. Like right. with Watkins, I love that he was like, not great stats, but good scouted and he's playing out of position. And and I Andy was in foul trouble one of the games. Oh, interesting. So you could tell I, just had a few minutes. Yeah, I do. Good. I look for foul trouble, but I feel like that's kind of come up, come back to bite me because it's like, well, then I get inconsistent players. I feel like guys, guys are getting foul trouble. Yeah, 
Um, they so, don't... But no, I think that makes sense. In the first five games, right, that could just be a fluke, like one game. Yeah. In foul trouble and then, yeah, that's smart. So that's why I went for Horn last year. I, yeah, I just, I'm like, well, I can outwork people and do stuff that people don't try. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, I knew Watkins' stats were going to rise, and they did, because right. one of the teams is low, and he was playing. Right. Yeah. Another reason Carter Gore went to the same high school as Crowley, and Crowley was playing position lower than him, like power forward. And Crowley was Carter at center Gore. for sure. Um, center. Yeah. Yeah. And Gore was at power forward or small forward, and Crowley was scoring more points than Gore. So it was like, I should have known that. Okay, Crowley's like way better scorer, and yeah, than Gore because he gets the ball less and he's scoring more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you look, but... do you look at things like that? Or am I the only one? Well, I mean, that's interesting. So you're saying you think it's just straight up like center gets the ball the least, power forward, second least, small forward, third least, shooting guard. I mean, well, I agree for, for sure, points. Point guard for points. The most. Yeah, yeah, for points. Yeah. Oh, well, I definitely look at, yeah, the points relative to, posi- to position for sure. I just, I don't I mean, know. If obviously. God. Well, small forward probably gets it more than shooting guard. Just because they're inbounding it, but even still, I I feel like I usually think like if a guy if a guy has more points than the below positions, and look at their ratings. Like if you see like a discrepancy, mm-hmm. like that shouldn't be there. Like then there's a noticeable difference in how good they are at doing something. Yeah, I guess what I would say is both power forwards and centers can sometimes not get the ball much. So, yes. um, but also, I mean, frankly, Crowley is a, an awesome scorer, right? Although, you know, so even if Gore was not going to be quite as good of a scorer as Crowley, that doesn't mean he's not a good scorer. Mm-hmm. There's a way to figure this out. You just look at high school stats and, like, see shot attempts, you know. And it's not always completely linear, but it's closer. Oh, I see. You mean like, you know, look, all the guys who came into college and check. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Well, it's like, uh, okay, I could, like, it, it wouldn't be that hard. You just look at them and it's like, okay, did you, sh- who shot more? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I sort of approximate the same thing by just looking at like, you know, all power forwards. Where does this guy rank among all power forwards in this yeah, yeah, yeah. country? You know? And so it's like, yeah, he's only scoring. 16 a game but that's like that's actually like eighth among power forwards at his height or something yep. so yeah Same and idea. like hoya like that guy's like way above where he should be yeah like it's crazy power forward power forwards shouldn't score that much and guys his size at power forward definitely shouldn't score that much yeah yeah for so sure i'm pretty excited he's what is he he's uh 38 now 38 now yeah I haven't put points on him this week yet, but but still thirty nine. And then, how do you find? What do you do for? I, don't, I like asking people what they do, just to like. I like getting more people's opinions, especially people that are yeah. smart at the game. What do you do with your net? How do you pick who you're gonna put? It's funny. I just feel like it's really kind of a feel thing. I mean, it's not exclusively that. A lot of it, I will compare in the way that we're saying. But I, like, I'll just literally go through the whole country, or in this in this case, it's like everybody who's six six or shorter, and yeah. just just like 
like first do a run through of everybody in the spreadsheet and then identify maybe like a hundred and a hundred guys who are good enough or 150 and like write them all out in a notepad file with all the information I want to see. So it's like the stuff that's in the spreadsheet as well as their high school information right next to it. Um, do you do, just, yeah, do you care about preferences for the net? No, not really. Uh, not, not when I'm making initial decisions. No, I not, always, well, always that. Yeah. yeah, I care about preferences a lot, but not the way you would think. <laughs> oh, you mean like, okay, try to find somebody that other people won't go for because of the preferences. I go for excellent win guys. Like, and I like to do yeah. that with my maxes. Because yeah, I can, I can in this league, that. yeah, in this league, everyone thinks they have an impact, even if they don't. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone's like, oh, I'm high impact because my team sucks. Because all my other leagues, my team's way better. Yeah. Even if they're ranked like 60 or something, it's like, oh, I'm really high impact. And then no one thinks they're a good win team because they're like, this team shouldn't be good enough to make the NCT because in other leagues, there'd be, they wouldn't be good enough to make the NCT. But in this league, they might be good enough. They, yeah. they might be easily good. Yeah. You can see that in the most recruited list too. If you look at like the yeah. top 15, top 20, it's always guys who want to make an impact. Except um, this year, all the good good and excellent wing guy, everyone wanted to make an impact, all the good players I saw. Hmm. Oh, so you're saying it's wait, there are two reasons they're on the top on the top of the list then? Because no. they wanted to make an impact. Or what? No, no. I'm saying I, I agree with what you said. I said this year I don't think there were many good and excellent uh oh yeah wing guys that were available that I liked. Yeah. yeah. I did find one in Shepard. Shepard from three, and he was unlisted and not mentioned by anyone but me. And I'm really excited about him. Uh, I'm looking for him. From conference three, you said? Yeah. Mm, what's his what's his act what's his name? Shepard. Adam Shepard. Oh got it, got it. Oh I know him, yeah. I thought about him. I thought he was relatively hard about maxing him. So you met you maxed him? I maxed him. And no one else mentioned yeah. him. Yeah. So I was so I was I talking to Jimmy about it. I was like, ah, I think there's a, since he's unlisted, I think there's a 30% chance he's a clear, which might be too high. He's no, probably. I think it could happen. I think it's possible. 30%. Yeah. I can because. I agree with you about the win preference too. And people shy away from it. the win preference. And most teams that win, at least post, at least post that. They, their Who players. Going for. Yeah. Most teams, not all yeah. of them, and most people probably don't care as little about the preferences. Like I would yeah. rather, like, I'd rather have a two-two and be completely against the preferences than a three-three and like completely on the preferences. Yeah, I wouldn't go quite that far, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah, that might be a little hyperbole, but that's the idea. Like it's like. It's all about the lowest ties. Like, yeah, yeah. More sure. than, like, I guess, like, a 2-2, I, like, at worst, I might have a 25% chance, or maybe sure. a 20. Yeah, yeah. In a 3-3, it's like, at best, I might have, like, a 28, 30. I don't know. Not, not sure. that. Doesn't make a huge difference. Yeah. No, that's right. I agree with that. 
but yeah, I know. I think that, I think that's a smart max. He was, he was on my short list for somebody and he sort of was a tweener. I mean, the way I end up recruiting, like I said, is I'll go I'll like, I'll only max two and then just kind of spread a ton of net points. So he, he kind of wasn't in really either category, you know, like if I was going to max four, he could be a good third or fourth max. Um, yeah. but yeah, so no, uh, I think he's luck. a point guard. <laughs> I might be crazy, but I think he's a point guard. So. Well, I mean, I think you can play a lot of guys at point guard. He could probably play point guard. I don't know if I would call him a point guard. Like he could play point guard successfully maybe, yeah. but you, do you think he's going to be good hands or just he'll play point guard? Cause anybody who's excellent shot can play point guard. Probably more of the latter, but he might be good hands. I think he's excellent or good intelligence. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's probably excellent intelligence. I agree with that. So maybe that means he can play. So he could. Yeah. And I would just, I, I wouldn't mind jacking him up to nine, nine. <laughs> if he, if he can handle it, he can handle it. Jack him up and just like be like, hey, he's it's like even guys with poor hands. It's like, you know, if they can shoot really well, sure. they'll be able to get away with it because yeah. They can, like, they're not going to turn it over that much. Now, right. if you take him down to like six, they might, they fight. might, they might turn it over a lot. And I'm, I always think turnovers are. I, I probably am too lax. I probably am too okay with turnovers, but I always think turnovers are uh, a misleading stat because they're really easy to be skewed early in the season, hmm. and like they regress. Most people understand regression with other regression to the mean with other stats. Maybe not turnovers. I think people are less likely to understand that when maxing. And then um, also, it's like you can kind of control by their shot settings how much they turn it over. If yeah, as long shoot. as long as they can shoot. <laughs> as long as they can shoot. Yeah. yeah. If they can't shoot, you can't. I mean, it's like, but it's like, sure, he shoots four five percent, but. He's he's not turning it over, so or he's only right. turning it over twice. That's not that's not that that's playable, you know. Yeah, yeah. But people are all excited about a guy shooting like maybe fifty five percent, but he has four turnovers, you know, or like that's that's because he's more efficient shooting less, you know. Oh. Right. <laughs> Weird things I think about to try and get little advantages. <laughs> No, no, it make, makes sense to me. I'm I'm going to be very curious to track what you end up with on this guy, whether he does end up coming clear or if somebody went for him. Uh, I, I, I'm i guessing he'll be like a 1-1 one, one, uh, or, or, you know, maybe a 2-2. That'd be awesome. Now. But, yeah, no, yeah. that's worth it. Yeah, so. And if one of the guys tanks, I'll just drop him. But I don't know if they will. And then it's like, well, obligated to stay on guys that don't tank or if they're good values. Wait, so who's your other unlisted guy? Dylan Richardson, conference one. Okay, I don't remember him immediately. Oh, he's 6'8", that's why. I didn't look at any 6'8", guys. Yep. Okay. I okay. think he's... Yeah, I like I this mean, guy. This, this guy, I don't see you getting clear, though. I mean, those are... No, you know, I don't really nice numbers. Yeah. I think he was 14-14 after, uh, after game five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I always, it I, was, I, I, us, I should say usually. I usually shy away from big rebounding numbers early in the season. I feel like they suck people in. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? I know. I, it was the defense that sucked me in. Defense and intelligence. I was like, yeah. At worst, at worst, he can do that. But I know he's a good rebounder. Like, I think I like going for poor guys too, just because 
I'd rather have the potential for a really high and like, okay, this guy's guaranteed plus four. Well, he's fair. He's fair scouted, not four, but sure. I gotcha. Yeah. 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 But okay. Same idea. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Oh, that's, I haven't had that. I've had some success, not, not as much as you. So, (laughs) well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, no one has, right. When you get, well, uh, that's in by one measure, that's true, but we were kind of sitting on a long streak of not making any real noise in the entity. So we got to We got to change that. (laughs) You make a lot of noise in the PNPT. So. Yeah, I know. I know. Like I said, that's that's what really matters. I, I still, yeah, still would be nice to have some success. We all know that's what really. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, I gotta show you something real quick. Yeah. Look at me. And then I go. But... Yeah, I should too. But wait, wait, what, what am I looking at? Uh, one second. Let me. Yeah, sure. Look at your other conference um, page. Games oh, yeah. Page. This is going to relate to that. Oh, cool. I like it. User you see that? Awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's really cool. So I'll show you what I can see. So I sent you an invite. So I haven't opened it up to everybody, but um, I can like do like uh, protected rivalries and stuff like that. So that's awesome. I can send one to your dad. And, like, he won't have to schedule his games anymore. Like, this yeah, is schedule games for him. And that's, that's huge because that's just a lot of work for me. Like, me to, yeah, for like, sure. following up with everybody and just being like, hey, could you do this? Hey, could you do this? Right. So did K, did K Money reach out to you and suggest this, or did you ask him if he could do it? I asked him. Um, yeah. I, I saw that he was uh, – I, I was – looking at league 42 board for some reason and i was like oh what's this tripwire or whatever and uh it it was uh yeah i've seen that thread but yeah he said oh they're all scheduled what's this all about can we do something for my tournament so i kind of explained my tournament to him what we're doing what we do and then he's like yeah i want to make this a priority and like i'll get right on that and he, That's this great. all happened within like maybe four weeks, three weeks. Awesome. So, cool. um, feel really good about it. Um, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a few tweaks with it, but uh, but in the end, I think. Yeah, that's great. It'll save you a lot of time and make things run more smoothly. That's great. Yeah, because it's just a lot of trial and error for like doing schedules. It's sure. Like, I'm just like putting names and like. After I do the rivalries, it's like, okay, how can I balance the schedules? And this will automatically balance the schedules. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for jumping on and talking for a while. Yeah, definitely. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Yep. Bye.